0: Welcome to this edition of the breastcancer.org podcast. I'm Jamie DiPolo. I'm the senior editor at breastcancer.org. And our guest today is Barbara Chris. Some of you may know her if you are regular visitors to our site. She has written blogs for us on not having reconstruction after having a mastectomy. Um, After being diagnosed with two primary breast cancers in three years, the first in 2003 and the second in the other breast in 2006. Barbara Chris decided to have bilateral mastectomy. She opted not to have reconstruction and subsequently founded BreastFree.org, a nonprofit website that presents non-reconstruction as a positive alternative to reconstruction. And we are delighted to have you here today, Barbara. Welcome. I know... Um, several women on our boards, I believe we even have, um, if I'm getting the terminology right, a going flat forum on our discussion boards so people can support each other if they are looking into this option or making this decision. So just to start to help them out, if you could um, sort of tell us how the process you went through when you made this decision, how did you come to it?
1: Okay, and and I should say that going flat and the the parlance these days is some women are choosing to not have reconstruction and not even wear breast forms, and others among us who don't have reconstruction still want to look in clothing as if we still have breasts and we choose to wear breast forms. So, okay. So uh, when I so when I was facing the decision, um, I uh, uh, I well I was in a way it was just sort of a gut feeling. I. Uh, After my first cancer, I had uh, a wide excision, which is also sometimes called a lumpectomy, and I didn't get clean margins, which meant that I was going to have to have another procedure, and my surgeon told me I might be looking at a mastectomy, and then actually she was going off on vacation, so I had three weeks to think about the possibility, and during those three weeks, I really thought a lot about, tried to find things online, there weren't too many resources at that time, but really sort of was just My gut feeling about myself is I just couldn't really imagine having what I thought of, when I thought of an implant, I thought of it as a foreign body inside me. And I still hear from women who feel that way, but some women don't think about it that way at all. And of course, as we know, many women have breast augmentation with implants, so it's common in our culture. But for me, somehow, it just didn't feel right. And then I learned about the tissue reconstructions, and I also, they just didn't, feel like they were going to be the right thing for me. And I'm not someone who tended to show a lot of cleavage. I'm, I was kind of conservative in my style of dressing. Mm-hmm. And somehow I didn't feel, I felt that I was going to be able to move on with my life and feel, not feel like less of a person because I didn't have breasts. So I just, um, you know, that's how I began thinking about it. I also should mention, um, uh, my mother-in-law had a, uh, two mastectomies the first at a very early age when she was 30 at a time when reconstruction wasn't even available so I sort of knew you know I had sort of uh, all of my adult life I'd known her and she had a wonderful full life and she was a beautiful woman and she'd never had reconstruction so I think I was fortunate in that sense that I had like a role model right from the beginning
0: okay did so, um the idea of having more surgery or any possibilities of infection did that play into it at all or was it strictly as you said just a gut feeling that it wasn't right for you
1: no thank you for asking that that, that was absolutely true for me i felt like i wanted to have the minimum amount of surgery possible which would okay. would definitely be just having a simple mastectomy um, and i and, and and i also felt that if i had reconstruction Surgery and I had problems which are, you know, do occur and had infection, or even the idea of having an extended length surgery with a long time under anesthesia, all of those things concerned me. Mm -hmm. And I should add, because it was a factor, I I am married, and my husband, I think, in a way felt he was supportive. He said, Whatever you want to do, I'll support. But he was actually very concerned about things like the length of the surgery for for a, for example, for a deep reconstruction, which uses tissue from the abdomen, that that would be like a very, I was told that would be for me like a 12-hour surgery, and that concerned him a lot, and he was kind of hoping I would opt to not have reconstruction, which honestly, although, you know, we both felt it was my decision, mm-hmm. it was very, uh, you know, uh, helpful for me to feel that he was going to be very comfortable with my choice.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And, and I'd add one more thing. Finally, sure. I Finally, I met a woman through a friend who was someone who, at the time, she had had bilateral mastectomy, but because of other medical conditions, her doctor said, you should not have reconstruction at this time. We can delay it, and you can have it in a year. And about, by about six months after, when she was actually better and was like, you know, she could have then later had the reconstruction, she began to realize that she was really glad she hadn't had it, and that she felt really comfortable wearing lightweight breast swarms, and 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 she just had such a wonderful attitude. She was a lovely-looking woman. She looked perfectly, you know, regular and normal. And that that was a very reinforcing thing again for me right at that time. So all of those factors, uh, you know, had a part of my decision.
0: Okay. Now, I know some women on our boards and some women who have also written in have told us that they feel some pressure from their doctors or perhaps their family members or loved ones to have reconstruction, or it's just assumed that they would want to have reconstruction. Um, did that happen to you? Uh, you know, I was
1: very fortunate. Uh, I feel that I was very fortunate because this is really a very typical thing, and I'm, I'm interested that you even have board members who have experienced this. Um, I was lucky, I think, uh I don't know whether by the time, because I had had this, this, uh, after my first cancer, I wound up not needing a mastectomy at that time. And so, uh, but I, so it was only later when I had the second cancer that I decided to have the bilateral, but I had gotten to know my surgeon pretty well. And I don't know whether perhaps because of that and just her nature, maybe she felt at any rate, she never pushed reconstruction on me. And in fact, I chose to explore my options and had to ask her for a referral. But I gather this isn't very typical. So and also because of the other things I mentioned, um, having my husband and also my grandsons were very supportive, so I didn't feel pressure from either uh, no. doctors or family or friends. But I, but this is something that actually, at Breast Free, my website, it's one of the most common uh, co- comments that I get from visitors who write to say how much pressure. And I, I actually, I, I just got a message just about two days ago from a woman, and I actually... I've got her quote in front of me because it really struck me. She said, "None of my providers offered going breast free as an option, and that floors me and disappoints me." And she was someone who was from her messages. It was it was clear that she had been very she had been very clear mm-hmm. about her wishes, and she, and and you know, without her really insistence, they really were not going to you know even offer that as an option.
0: What um, What yeah. advice would you give to a woman? who is is facing that kind of pressure, what, what, what's the best way to handle that?
1: Uh, That's, that's a tough question. I, you know, I think it's important to really be very clear with the doctor and assure the doctor that you've thought this through and that you, you are, you you know, the, uh, And I've heard some, of, some people have told me that their doctors then will insist that they'll be unhappy without reconstruction. Mm-hmm. And, again, I guess the best thing I could recommend is just to really be clear that you've considered that and you feel that you don't. You really will be fine, and, in fact, you might be unhappy with reconstruction. And as doctors know, but maybe it would be worth bringing up, there's always, for almost every woman, there is the possibility of delayed reconstruction. Mm-hmm. So by deciding not to have reconstruction at the time of your mastectomy, you're not committing yourself forever to live without breasts. If you change your mind, and, and this does happen, mm-hmm. um, you know I hear from women sometimes like a year, two, three years down the road, they realize that just, they've never really adjusted to the feeling of being flat, being breast free, okay. uh, and being flat, and then they can then go back and and have reconstruction. So it's not,
0: you're not committing yourself forever. All right. That actually brings up a question too, because I know um, sometimes, uh, well, not sometimes, but women, um, if they do not want reconstruction, there are things that perhaps they may want to talk to their surgeon about just as, uh, for example, having symmetrical scars and making sure that there's no extra skin. So everything looks Good aesthetically, it's 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 not lopsided or raised or lumpy, and would you um, would that be? I guess would you talk to your surgeon any differently if you thought, well, maybe like three years down the road, I might want to have reconstruction? I I mean, would it be a different type of end result? Well, I'll tell
1: you how I felt about it as I understood it. If you had what's called a skin sparing mastectomy, Mm -hmm. uh, and some. Some surgeons where they have a patient who doesn't want reconstruction might say, well, let me leave the extra skin in case you change your mind. Okay. And I'm not sure about this. I had understood that after a certain amount of time, the skin would not be viable anyways if you waited longer than a year. Okay. Uh, that might be an issue. But but at any event, my feeling, when I, when I was aware of that when I was deciding, and I felt that if I was left with folds of skin on my chest, mm-hmm. and I felt it would be unsightly and even potentially a little uncomfortable to wear breast forms over that and i felt that i would then it would make it less likely that i would be happy with at without reconstruction mm-hmm. so i asked my surgeon and i recommend people who feel that they don't want reconstruction and they and they feel quite convinced of this that i asked my surgeon to please give me the most cosmetically pleasing result possible with just what you said with um no extra skin and symmetrical scars if I'm, you know, if someone's having a bilateral mastectomy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this was my regular breast surgeon. Uh, in my case, I didn't have a plastic surgeon involved, and she did exactly what I asked. And I think it really uh, helped my initial recovery and perception. And when I first looked at myself, I felt I, looked, I had very a surgical site. was very smooth and flat, and I did have very thin symmetrical scars. And I, I think this uh, was really helpful. Uh, and as I say, even in that case, uh, uh, delayed reconstruction is possible. Okay. Uh, skin can still be stretched along with muscle, for, which would be necessary for implants, and flap reconstruction is still possible. Okay. So, I mean, if someone is, you know, really wants reconstruction, it's better to do it at the same time.
0: But, sure.
1: You know, even for those, I feel, who have any doubts, mm-hmm. on the fence about it, it might be helpful to live without reconstruction and see how it feels and knowing you could change your mind. For someone like that, if they're really on the fence, maybe mm-hmm. leave the extra skin. But there are options there. And it's something that's very important to discuss with your surgeon um, so you know what approach he or she is going to take when you do the mastectomy. Because I have heard from people where they're not clear about removing the extra skin and then even though they've been clear about not wanting reconstruction, the surgeon then leaves the extra skin. Mm-hmm. And I should add that for women who have that happen and feel that, and that ultimately decide they, don't, they still don't want to have reconstruction, they don't want to have delayed reconstruction, there is a minor procedure that you can have that's usually, I believe, on an outpatient basis, most often done by a plastic surgeon in which that extra scan can be removed. Okay. So that would be a sort of worst case scenario that you wound up with a surgical result you didn't like. You okay. could still have that repaired in a, in a, with a very minor procedure.
0: Okay. Now, are there surgeons that you know of um, that specialize in a mastectomy without reconstruction? They're, you know, familiar with creating the best cosmetic results possible or or not? I'm just, I'm really curious.
1: I'm not really aware of that. As I say, I was fortunate because my surgeons seem to do that very well. Okay. But I have, you know, it's something worth, again, talking about with the surgeon, both to see how receptive they are to giving you a good cosmetic result, and some might very honestly say, you know, I do a lot of surgeries with reconstruction, and I, you know, I tend to, the plastic surgeon takes over, in which case, actually, I have known women who have asked to have a plastic surgeon, women who are not having reconstruction, who have asked to have a plastic surgeon uh, come in at the end of the mastectomy and close up the site and and neaten it out and, Mm, and create the best aesthetic result possible, and those women have tended to be very happy with their results, so okay. that's an option, I, like I don't, I suppose there might be some concern, you don't want to kind of insult your surgeon, or whatever, you know, you know, you have to think about, uh, you know, how you ask that question, but this is your life, and you're, right. you, know, you're and you know, for a woman facing this, uh, certainly might be worth pursuing that.
0: Sure, it's your results, and you want to make sure that you get what you want. Right, right. Um, and, and along those lines, too, I know on your site, um, you have uh, before and after pictures, correct? Yes. And I think that is hugely helpful, too, because I know some women have written to us saying, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I don't want reconstruction, but I'm not really sure what to ask for instead. Like, what? is a good result. And so I think those photos are extremely valuable. And for anyone who's listening, again, Barbara's site is breastfree org and you can see results that people are very happy with. And so we thank all those people and you, Barbara, who have donated those those photos because I, I think that's, that's very helpful.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And they, they I and I do want to say actually that most of the women who uh who uh, contributed those photos are women that I met here at breastcancer.org on okay. your discussion boards. Where you have, as I think you mentioned at the beginning, you have uh, a forum which is living without reconstruction mm-hmm. after a mastectomy, and it's a and a, it was it's a wonderful forum, and it was one of the early things that I found that uh, uh, helped me meet a community of women. Also, many of whom contributed stories to my website. So I feel okay. that it's been, I think of it as really wonderful collaboration that I, that's, that's happened.
0: Um, yes, exactly. We're always happy to have synergy like that when, when the outcome is good and people are helped. That's wonderful. Um, now, are there any special recovery issues that women who opt for no reconstruction face? Are, are, are anything different that you know of?
1: I would say in general, uh, women who don't have reconstruction, as you've gathered, I mean, they have easier recoveries and less pain than if they'd had reconstruction simply because uh, it is a simpler surgery and even a woman who is having implants, for example, they do most generally, almost almost always the procedure would be to have tissue expanders inserted under the pectoral muscles and so naturally that's a more invasive surgery and it's just, you know, likely in the short term to cause more discomfort. I think in the long term, most women do fine with implants, but um, with the simple mastectomy, I think the recovery tends to be faster and easier. Um, I would say sometimes in all cases, women who have and don't have reconstruction, there can be a natural accumulation of fluid, and when it's large enough, it's called a seroma. And the main difference with women who have reconstruction because they're not totally flat, they may not notice it as much, whereas if you've got a totally flat chest and then you have some fluid accumulating, uh, you're going to see it, and it might look a little alarming. Uh, So that's that's not really any different than an outcome that would probably haven't
0: if you would had reconstruction, but you'd just be more aware of it. Okay. okay, That's good to know. Um, And I know you also focus on this topic on your website as well, which is getting dressed. And is it, um, do you have to think more about getting dressed? Is it no big deal if you don't have reconstruction? And I guess if you could answer that in two ways, um, one from uh, the point of view of someone who wears breast forms and the point of view from somebody who doesn't.
1: yeah, that makes sense. Um, I would say initially uh, when you're first, you know, getting used to uh, not having breasts and trying to find a new normal and even in some cases trying to decide whether or not to wear breast forms, mm-hmm. there's a period of trial and error. But uh, but I think for women who wear breast forms, they can, in general, dress just as they did before. For example, I tend to like to wear... Fitted t I like to wear fitted T-shirts, just like fitted. You know, during the day, cotton T-shirts, and afterwards, I still wanted to do that. And even though they are kind of fitted, I I do wear breast forms, and I wear all the same T shirts that I wore before, and dress in the same way. If you're someone who was accustomed to wearing very low-cut things and mm-hmm. showing cleavage, I mean, that uh, obviously you can't do anymore. So for some women, that's an adjustment, and to try to figure out some one concern that some women have. Um, is that in certain tops, they're concerned that if they bend over, there might be like a gap and people can see down into their chest and there's self-consciousness about that. And again, so I would say that definitely it's initially a bit of a challenge to figure out what works for you and find the tops so that you feel secure and you feel comfortable and you're not feeling self-conscious in any way. Mm -hmm. But in general, other than wearing very low-cut things, you really can wear... Pretty much anything you wore before with breast forms, and those women who choose to go flat um uh they may find that there are certain i've heard women say that certain clothes that have like darts or some other way in which there's like sort of a you need to have something to fill out the top and mm-hmm. then they either have to alter those clothes or uh or they can't wear that kind of thing and some women who go flat really are just like they feel like this is who i am and they will just they're not trying to camouflage it in any way other women who go flat, they, they don't really want to wear breast forms, they're more comfortable without them, uh, but they may still not want to draw attention to themselves. And for those women's I, I, women, I say there are like a few things, very obvious things. Scarves can be great, artfully arranged scarf can really hide a lot of things on a number of women like that. Mm-hmm. Printed tops tend to be just, it just d- distracts your attention and you're not as likely to notice if somebody is very flat. Also some women say wearing jewelry, clunky jewelry, or even nice, you know, earrings or something, just something that pulls your eye away from the chest. Okay. Uh, and, and just finally, I would say that one of the most interesting things that I hear from most women who go flat is who are initially, when they go out in public, they're feeling self-conscious, and they're often surprised to find that nobody seems to notice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will say things like, gee, have you lost weight, or something of that nature. So, so um uh, in general, I think uh, people do well, and they can wear most things. Sometimes there are challenges with swimsuits, but um, okay. nowadays there are a lot of just even regular swimsuits that have little pockets for like insert inserts to mm-hmm. either for enhancement or modesty pads. Sure. And women who have had um, mastectomies who want to wear breast forms can insert little breast forms in there, so they can even wear. You don't even necessarily need to wear a mastectomy
0: bathing suit. Okay. Yeah. So. Now, is it um, do you know of a lot of women say if they had a, a single mastectomy and opted for no reconstruction um, I assume then you ha- some people might be concerned about balance and you know would do you think most of those women choose to wear breast forms or or no or is it every which way all up in the air I, I do think this is just anecdotal but it's my impression
1: that most women with unilateral mastectomies do choose to wear breast forms. And in some cases, especially if the remaining breast is large, mm-hmm. that's about the only instance. There were some old-fashioned ideas that if you've had a bilateral mastectomy, you still need to wear breast forms for some kind of pal- balance or back issues or posture issues. But once you've had a bilateral, it's not necessary at all. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I feel I stand up straighter now because the breast forms I wear are lighter weight than I guess my breasts were. So... Mm-hmm. But with, um, but for women with unilateral mastectomies, especially if they have a large remaining breast, there actually it is true that there can be sometimes balance issues, and they may they may feel more comfortable wearing a breast form. Okay. Uh, on the other side, and I feel that that more often women do. Uh, if women are small or small breasted to begin with, and they have just one breast removed a lot of those women feel sometimes they'll wear breast forms at work or at public or whatever, but when they're home, they'll, they won't wear them and they don't experience any issues with back problems or, or posture or whatever. Okay. Um, and then there are some women who just say, I'm just going to go flat. And, and again, amazingly, people say it's just amazing how little other people seem to notice, even though they might look in the mirror and say, it seems obvious to me that, you know, that, that the two sides are really different. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, as I as you know, so as I say, most women with unilaterals, I think, do opt for breast forms,
0: but um, but some don't. Okay. Um, and I guess one last question before we go: Some women have said they feel outcast, a little bit isolated, because they're considering having no reconstruction. And now, you know, we have your great website, we have the discussion boards on our site. Um, did you feel that way, and in, in how did you go about finding a community? I mean, what what would you recommend to somebody? I know besides the two websites, are there other things people can do?
1: Well, as i described a little bit, because I had just these particulars of my own history with my mother-in-law and meeting a woman early on, I, I would say that I did not feel to ter- And also because my doctors were very supportive of me, which I gather these days is not as common. Okay. Um, so I did feel I did not feel um, very isolated, Um, but still, I felt that, especially as I, so before I made the decision, I I think I felt like I had some input, and I felt pretty comfortable, but afterwards, I still found, I didn't know where to look for, uh, you know, I went to a mastectomy shop, but I still felt, I didn't, I wanted more support for how to live breast-free, how to, you know, really how to find creative solutions, how to look for lighter weight breast forms, where everything where to locate things online, and um, so, I mean, obviously that's why I created my website, um, mm-hmm. because I felt that it might be helpful to other people, and I do, uh, the most common really comment that I get from people who, who uh, contact me is how isolated they felt and how helpful it has been to find sites like mine and like yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, some women seek out live support groups, Often in those instances, the majority of women will have had reconstruction, though, so I'm not really sure. And sometimes I've heard that actually increase the sense of isolation. So okay. uh, I'm not really sure uh, what else I can recommend, but I but I, I certainly, my hope is that um, through the work that I do and, that, and, and the the, um, uh, the forum that you've made available and other information on your website, I hope that the the balance will shift a little bit, and there'll be at least more consideration of, you know, by and doctors will include it in the list of options after a mastectomy, so people will, you know, feel less isolated right from the beginning of the the
0: process. Now, do you know of, just uh, quickly, do you know of any support groups that specialize or or are focused on women uh, without reconstruction do you know if any of those I exist? I, I
1: wish I did, but okay. no, I'm not aware of anything.
0: Okay. But, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. Barbara Chris is the founder of the website BreastFree.org. It's uh, devoted to presenting no reconstruction as a positive alternative to reconstruction. And Barbara, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been very helpful. And I hope maybe we can get you back in maybe six months and we can talk about, we can explore the, some other topics in this area.
1: I would love that, and thank you very much for having me.
0: All right, thank you.